0: f-o-o-d-s dot com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts
1: Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow.
2: I'm Emily. And I'm Lauren. And Lauren's running on two hours of sleep. Two two to three off and on. I'm okay. My wellness check is I get a F plus. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: just last week we were talking about how you need to stop bedtime spiraling. I tried so hard. Yeah, so what was it? Cause yesterday, um, because this is a week ahead. So mm-hmm. yesterday was President's Day.
2: Yes. So did you have the day off or I did. And here's the thing. Actually, on DST stories, I did a poll where it was like, hey, if you have the day off, what are you doing today? And somebody replied like, oh, it's just extended Sunday scaries. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that is correct. You know, because it's like when you have a Monday off, you can either it's it's to me, it's lose lose. Like you can either actually enjoy it off and like be social. And that's what I did. You know, I went to God, I did like five brunches this weekend. I'm an, I'm, a mani- I'm a maniac. She's I, the brunch queen. I did a brunch every day, so I did I did a brunch, uh, you know, and I was social and, but then it's like I almost this is so toxic again. This is why it's a a goal for me is I almost wish that I worked instead because as the evening approached, it was like the week in front of me was coming like a freight train super fast, you know? Yeah. Because typically we have a business day before we record. We record on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. you know? But this is Monday and we're recording, mm-hmm. you know? It's a Tuesday,
1: that's a Monday, that's a, <laughs> that's a
2: recording Tuesday. Yeah, and all the meetings that we usually have on Monday, those are for today. And I've got things that are usually due on Monday that are also due today because I actually took those days off. So it's like, I, I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, so when people talk about a four-day work week, Are you like, I could never do that? (laughs) Like, because people talk about that in the way of like, oh, if we had a four-day work week, you would just get all your work done in the four days. I think we need a three-day work week.
2: I'm serious. (laughs) They've done research. Like, Wait. The actual work that happens in most places of business happens in like about 25 hours or something. And the rest of it is like meetings or commuting or slacking off. I don't know. And it's just like, we have this... Sorry, this isn't what this podcast is, but it's like no. We but have I'm this. curious because you know I haven't worked in an office in quite some time, and
1: I remember always going in on Friday and people would fuck off on a Friday. Yeah, nobody was really doing anything. I mean, maybe we would do an hour of work collectively all day. So I remember thinking we could just condense this. I'm, I mean, so easily. But we do that. Day, but three days—that's yeah. that seems too little. Well, that's
2: what this week is basically because batches we do half day Fridays. Oh, right. shout out to Betches. So when we have these holiday Mondays, it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's like, go, 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 go. Uh-huh. And I knew that was coming last night. And I did a little I have a little meditation book that I bought where it's like wind down with Larry or something. I don't know. It's not called wind down with Larry, but I think that's a great idea for a book. If your name is Larry and <laughs> just, you're good at helping people wind down. That's an exes of my name. Wow. I Larry. I have a problem. I love name dropping real people in my life on this show. I love what a big mouth you
1: have. Like I never realized. I'm horrible or amazing for podcasts? No, it's amazing. Okay. Oh my god. You you can't you. I mean it. It's it's like a quality that um, not a lot of people have because a lot of people are nervous. But you'll just say somebody's name. You no. Know, you'll just. I mean, we have. We're going to talk about something else that you had. You had kind of a big mouth. Oh
2: yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. We can. We can say that. <laughs> I will say because – and this is – I keep – as we are chatting, I'm like, oh, this is an episode. This is an episode. But there's the concept of some people have this running narration in their mind, and it's in the English language or whatever language you speak. And it's like, you know, like J.D. and Scrubs. He's got an internal monologue. Yes. And some people do not. It's just mush. I am a mush person. I have colors and shapes and I just. You don't have an internal monologue? This is when my body's so loud. It's because I have no internal monologue. To me, it sounds like a disorder that there's always a voice in your head being like, she thinks I'm a bitch. Oh, I have to go over here. You know, that sounds exhausting.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah. But colors and shapes sounds exhausting to no, it's me lovely. a little bit. It's just
2: mush. I just go with, I listen to my body and I go with the flow. And, and this is why I say exactly what I'm thinking because it there's no filter there's literally no filter right my report cards growing up grades 1 through 5 they all say the same thing they go lauren needs to think before she speaks oh wow and now i host a podcast <laughs> yeah well
1: <laughs> they didn't know how useful that skill would be <laughs> yeah. for later marketable no, skill that that's crazy because um when i was in school i remember a teacher she didn't write this on my report card but she did pull me aside one day and she said before you talk Wait seven seconds. That's so long. Uh, that's what I said, Lauren. I was like, seven seconds. Like, I don't fall asleep. Oh, maybe that's how I can sleep better. Maybe. Just wait <laughs> seven seconds. Yeah, when you have a spiral, you wait seven seconds until
2: you entertain that that's an actual thing. I think I have a real anxiety disorder. Like, I will do all the things and the brain will just keep going. Yeah, I,
1: I have this problem too, but you want to know what's interesting is... Falling asleep is not the issue for me. Mm-hmm. It's waking up really early. And then all of a sudden, as soon as my eyes open, the mind's a racing. Oh. And I cannot fall back asleep. And I'm talking four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. My roommate has that. And yeah, I mean- Neither one of them is good, but God, it's frustrating to be up that early in the morning and not be able to be productive. That's the worst. Because when you hear about people waking up at 5 a.m., they're going to the gym, they're making their acai bowl, they're, uh, you know, journaling, they're up early journaling, they're tidying their house yeah. from the night before. No, 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 I'm lying there praying
2: to fall back asleep. Should I just get up and start my day? Probably. It's maddening because my even my therapist says like, if you've been laying in bed for hours and you're still not asleep, you need to get up and do something. Read a book. Yeah. Hold an ice cube. Do anything. But to me, I hold just hold an ice cube. <laughs> I, I think he assumes I'm having panic attacks while I'm cool down your body temperature, which is well, you know it's a, it's a it's a panic attack hack, right? Hold an ice cube and then yeah, but if you're de- that would wake me up. Yeah, exactly. You I know? just so I just lay there and I suffer, or I think you know this so this is actually how i got through this is almost a wellness win actually because last night i got to a point where i was like okay tomorrow's going to be difficult i am it's 4am and i'm awake but i didn't let it upset me i just went okay what can i control i can control my rest and so i closed my eyes and i thought i'm going to rest and let my body rest and i did sleep that's when i did sleep for 2 to 3 hours you know
1: that's exactly how it goes because I started doing the same thing. Like I'm like, even if I'm going to lie here for an mm-hmm. hour with my eyes closed and be a little frustrated, that's better than not doing that. Or panicking while you're laying there, right. you know? Look, cause, cause that's still, you're still getting rest. It's not mm-hmm. as good as actual sleep but you're still doing it. And then once you calm down enough, then you fall back asleep. Then you have to get up 20 minutes later and then yeah. it's a whole fucking thing. But, um, but no, that's, that's actually good. Anybody who struggles with sleep, that's like the number one thing. If you can tackle that. It's a
2: huge hack just to tell yourself, okay, rest actually, because it's not a lie either. Rest can rejuvenate the body. It is not a long-term solution by any means, but it is a great band aid in the moment when you're panicking and like, I have to get all this stuff done. It's like, rest will rejuvenate me and then that is relaxing yes
1: and you look as awake as ever like
2: god gives his toughest soldiers <laughs> the hardest battles thank you I, i'm telling you i i have a lot banked so i'm i'm doing okay today this isn't good. like my cruise ship days where i'd go like a week without sleep oh, and just god. hanging off a thread so oh, oh, i'm 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 good but oh
1: i yeah i i can't even Imagine. But last week we did something kind of fun.
2: Oh my gosh. We did you know Emily and I are famous? We went to a famous person. Okay. Dinner. We were not three feet away from Katie Couric. <laughs> I had a talk with Katie Couric.
1: Well, that's like, I'm so jealous of that. Um, I didn't get to actually talk to Katie, but I was like two arms length. It was a very away tini- from It was a very Katie. tiny room. It was a tiny room. It was <laughs> this little event um, hosted by, well, hosted by Katie Couric and this company called Equip, which we learned a lot about the company at this dinner. And it's, it's an amazing company.
2: I drank that Kool-Aid. I don't think it's Kool-Aid. I cried when the founder was talking about it and how so many people need help for eating disorder recovery and how it's hard to get it and how like eating disorder recovery centers make them worse.
1: Yeah. yeah. So one of the owners um, had a personal experience going into treatment for an eating disorder at 10 years old, which, and she even said this, she was like, it sounds young, but it's really not uncommon. Well, they're saying it's biological. And that's what a lot of people Mm -hmm. forget about. Yeah. Well, mental illness can run in your family. So if you have mental illness in your family, and then you also have these triggers that affect you and then coupled with Body image issues like these can turn into very serious eating disorders. It's a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to her, and she was in treatment. And um, <laughs> I, it sounded like she learned in treatment that people's access to treatment
2: mm-hmm. it's not always equal or convenient. People have jobs; you can't just take off work to go to a center and. Right. And like go away for six months to a
1: year to get the help that you need. That's not every not everybody has that access. Right. And then if you're talking about kids, not everybody's families can afford to send them away. Um, or and and if you even take that out of it, mm-hmm. zoom out for a second. There's a certain amount of access to education and resources that you need to know to even pick up on the fact that there's something wrong with your
2: kid. Exactly. And I think that's why Equip is so awesome is because they, they're very big on like making sure people get diagnosed, whether you are a male, female, white, black, fat, skinny, you know, like eating disorders don't have a look, you know, yeah, and that's something that is still new to the public at large. It's mind-blowing to a lot of people. And they actually used a
1: term that I had not u- heard before. Um, swag, which is
2: skinny, white, affluent young woman. Yes. No, wait, what's the girl. G? Girl, girl. <laughs> it's skinny, white, affluent girl. <laughs> like swaggy.
1: So, <and> swag <laughs> you. Swag you. Um but delicious. That's what people think of when they hear that somebody has an eating disorder. But yeah. we know that eating disorders also affect men. Mm-hmm. They also affect people in larger bodies. They also affect people who aren't white. And so Equip basically uh, works to provide resources and treatment for people who might be on the fringes, who might not yes. be acknowledged or their eating disorder might not be detected mm-hmm. for various reasons. And they
2: have diverse providers too, I think. They want they. They're working hard to make sure, like, all the providers aren't, like, fun white girls, <laughs> you know? Right. Which we love fun white girls. That's hello, me and Emily. Yeah, that's um, our demo right here. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's great what they do. And anyway, so this dinner was Katie Kirk Media and uh, Equip held this, like, dinner, this fancy dinner. They got us Ubers. They got us double Ubers, okay? Uber there and an Uber home. A double Uber Steak and fries. Anyways, let me not get bogged down by all that. Yeah, the food
1: was so good. I mean, it was at this really swanky Italian restaurant. I like beet
2: salad now. Like, I love saying I like beet salad. I ate half the beets, Emily. Don't give me that look. I'm giving you a look because-
1: I ate half of the beets. Okay, because there was a pool of beets on your plate. And I noticed it. I didn't want to eat the beets by themselves. I liked the
2: beets in the arugula and the sauce. So do you think the beet ratio was off? Yeah, like there, there was, were too many beets. I don't want to criticize Katie Couric, you know. She didn't do it. <laughs> she she wasn't in the
1: kitchen cooking up the beet salad. But I
2: liked the beet salad. And this weekend, too, I went, to, uh, I went to a Michelin star Italian restaurant and the salad was really weird. And I liked that, too. I like weird salad now. Fun food pinion. Sorry, another segment. No weird salads, that's like a whole other.
1: We I need to love save that. Weird write salads. that down. Okay. We need to save that for another day cuz weird salads that's a whole thing.
2: I'm writing it down.
1: But um but yeah, so the dinner was mainly for writers actually. We were the only podcasters there. It was for press. And mm-hmm. us, <laughs> yeah. and And so everybody there, except for us, uh, <laughs> was a writer. And let me tell you, like, I love hanging out with writers. They're so cool. They're so cool. They have such a unique energy. And I've been to a couple events um since I started hosting DST. And they haven't been like this. Like, I, oh yeah, I went I've been to an influencer event. It's yeah, a, it's a
2: different vibe. When <laughs> it's like different vibe,
1: Cosmo, Vogue. Yeah, the writers were so cool. You raised your hand at one point to ask a question because they were doing kind of they were talking about a quip and they were talking about the issues of. Um, you know, I had to speak up for for the facts. You you always have to speak up for the facts, and it's important to speak up for them. But you raised your hand and you said. Hey, I, uh, I'm Lauren. I host a podcast called "Diet Stars Tomorrow." Don't worry, we're talking about changing the name.
2: Yeah, I, I. And then I was like, "Oh wait, we're in a room of press." Literal reporters. I reported it to the press. I I since today at work have talked to my leaders, and they're okay with us teasing that a name change is on the way. It's totally fine.
1: But it's this just goes along with like me learning more and more what a loudmouth Lauren
2: is. I can. And work, I don't mean I was that a in media trick. I
1: don't mean it in a bad way. Like it was
2: actually hilarious, and everybody else thought it was hilarious. They were intrigued. You know, no press is bad press. And if and if. You know, if Vogue wants to talk about, oh, there's murmurs that the podcast Diet Starts Tomorrow could change their name. It just I felt I felt um subcon what's it? self-conscious in a room full of like fat activists.
1: Yeah, because being like
2: I host Diet Starts Tomorrow. Yeah,
1: because you feel like the name it, like inherently imp- implies like we're trying to get skinny. That diet starts
2: tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and and the messaging hasn't really been that for for a long time anyways, so Hopefully, yeah, but just hearing the name, yeah, it evokes something,
1: which is why we I are wanted talking them about. to know I was a safe voice in the room. Uh huh. I, I think everybody knew that. I think everybody knew that. Yeah. And another notable thing that I wanted to talk to you about, yeah, we had a choice of two entrees to order. Oh,
2: it was either like a vegetable squash, uh, it was winter vegetable medley, uh huh, or steak and fries. Which, like just a plate of
1: vegetables? No, it's it's so funny. But like, you know, when you look at a menu and it says winter vegetable medley and it's like a fancy restaurant, there's going to be lentils. There's going to be like something oh, see, substantial. I don't know that. I don't
2: order plates like that.
1: Like I get my vegetable is my side. Yeah. So the way I interpreted it was like. They have to have something for the vegetarians, right? Mm -hmm. But it's going to have something substantial. Now, when we were at the dinner and I actually saw the winter vegetables, I think it had a base
2: of like. um, It was a puree of something.
1: Yeah, lentil or something like they give you something. Now, for me, that's not like substantial enough either. But then you're like, the thing is, I hate steak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Lauren just ordered something that she actively hates. I don't want to turn down steak from Katie Couric. So I ate the steak. It was really good. And the steak, steak was good. It was really good steak. But can we talk about this? I didn't know you didn't
2: like steak. Steak to me, I feel like, and this is new. Like I am, I love eating meat, but steak always feels like I'm eating skin. Does it matter how much it's cooked? Like if it's cooked medium versus well, or- I'm I'm one of those toddlers who like the red freaks them out, you know. So the yeah. only steak I'm eating, anyways, is is well done, really well done, which is why it's like tough skin, you know. So it's just uh-huh. so I just don't order steak, you know. So when I looked at the option, it was like okay, plate of vegetables or this meat that you like have an issue with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I picked, I picked the steak and, and they cooked it well. I mean, this restaurant was fancy. It was yeah. called Ceciches or something. It's called, it's Checheche's. Or, you know what? We're going to rebrand it as Ceceche's. Cici- Ceciches is a fun name. <laughs> but they, you know, they did it well done for me. And they put a little sauce on it, which I appreciated. So the, the sauce, sauce helped. The sauce was good. So the sauce was good. I enjoyed it. And you know what? I will say the girl next to me who worked at Equip, who was talking with us, she ordered the vegetable medley and she, even she was like, um, Can I get some fries over here? Oh, yeah, they brought her her own fries. Everybody who ordered the vegetable plate also got fries because it was a plate of vegetables. Right. So I don't think that was anybody's fault, uh, but...
1: No, it's nobody's fault. You need to have an option for the vegetarians. Point being... I, I used to be a vegetarian, and when I would go somewhere that didn't have a vegetarian option, I would get really personally offended. Yeah, Because I'd be like, you know... That I should not. I can't cared. be the only one. You know, vegetarianism is fairly common, right? So there's, you have to. There's have always an
2: option these days. I feel.
1: And then for dessert, we had cake, and I had a cheesecake. Lauren had a chocolate cake. It was delicious. We've, it was so
2: good. We thank you, Katie Kirk, and Equip, and uh, oh, just to wrap all this up, the whole point of it was they were basically giving the press tips on how to talk about eating disorders and body size in the media, which I think is awesome. We have cute little handouts and mm-hmm. I love that everybody in the media now has these handouts like I was inspired I think it's great that they did that so thank you for inviting us and you know I, I love I love skin steak and <laughs> plates of vegetables
1: they both look I didn't try the vegetables but they both looked amazing
2: I enjoyed I, enjoyed the I s- will
1: say the steak and fries I loved you know there is something so underrated about going to a nice restaurant and getting French fries. There's something about it. They the Whatever they do to those French fries, there's something next level. They're so good.
2: I'm very fat phobic when it comes to food. Like I like a skinny fry. I like a skinny burger. I like a skinny cookie. We don't like thick cut then, fries. No. They're, they're that's too, a potato. It's a potato. I like, they were they were very McDonald's-esque fries. Shoestring. Yeah.
1: Yes. That was good. It, that's the good kind. I also love going to a nice restaurant and ordering a burger. Like I think... It's It's actually a really good order at a
2: fancy place to go with a burger and fries for like lunch, too. If you go to a fan. That was what I did in Charleston, South Carolina, is I'd go to those really fancy restaurants for lunch and get a burger for $12.
1: Brilliant Mm -hmm. and satisfying.
0: When it comes to the plant based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
1: Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen, and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all and I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine And the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And... Moving on to wellness check. Wellness check. I already uh, cheated and did mine. Yes. Yeah, so last week, Lauren shared her list of her wellness goals, and we talked about it a little bit. And also, some of you DM'd her some really helpful information. Yes.
2: Thank you. Keep keep the advice coming because I'm still failing. Yeah. Well, it's a process. We <laughs> talked about this. Yes. You know,
1: you you might never achieve these goals. Right. But it's the pursuit of the goals. I hope I figure out the sleep one. But. Me too, actually, for your sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is, it's the journey, not the destination. So, um, I brought my list. My list is a little bit shorter than yours, um, but these are big things that I have got it. Not been able to work on. For yeah, a very I'm excited long
2: time. to hear your list. We 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 did mine last week, and I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, I have
1: kind of a mental health goal that I'm going to try to talk about, even though it's kind of it's difficult because. Do you ever have a realization, whether it's in therapy or just on your own, where you're like, wow, I've been behaving this way for years, mm-hmm. and I, I've i always known it was a thing, but I didn't realize how big of a thing it actually is. Like, those big realizations, um, I've been having more of them lately. That's, and
2: that's good, though, Emily.
1: It is good, but it makes, I just, I need to get on top of it, basically, so... I've talked about this before, but in the winter, I get a little bit of the seasonal affective disorder Mm. and it can be depressing for me. The cold weather, not being able to do as much, being stuck inside. It's
2: debilitating. The the outside just matches a literal dark night of the soul. You know, It's, it's really hard to be happy and and or productive in the winter to me. Well, yeah, this is something that's really plaguing me.
1: It's also, I've learned more about the sun patterns and how they really do affect our mood. And if there's less sunlight during the day, or if you're absorbing less sunlight, then you're going to be less happy. Like, it just makes sense. We're little plants. Truly. We need our sunshine and our water. I need my photosynthesis, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so I've been dealing with that a little bit. But this, the thing that, I noticed that I've been doing my whole life mm-hmm. and everybody else knew. And I knew. I It's not like I didn't know. I know that I do this. When I'm feeling either depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, I isolate from other people
2: mm. in a really extreme way. Do you feel like it's the uh, fight, flight, or freeze thing and you're a freezer? Do you think that plays a part in it? Maybe that is. Yeah, maybe I am a freezer. Because I'm a freezer too. Not
1: in the sense that I keep things cold, <laughs> but that I freeze. Yeah, no, a little bit. And, and then when people ask me to hang out or like if somebody texts me, whether it's friends or family – it's really hard for me to get back to them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's really hard for me to reach out and make plans and whatever because I feel like a garbage person. Mm. So I don't want to bring other people down. And I, I realize as I'm talking right now, like this is meant for a therapist. But No, I this think
2: is- this is really interesting. and I And I think it's valid. I think a lot of the times we aren't for public conception. It's just finding... The line for when we are, you know?
1: Yeah. Or like realizing that you don't always have to be at your best. Like, I I think that's a, an ongoing problem for me is, um, and, and I hate to say it, but I think it comes from growing up as the fat kid. Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot to do with it that like, I don't feel like I'm contributing to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not contributing Laughter, entertainment, um, fun times. If I'm not contributing that to the relationship, then I'm just a big burden right. to the person. You're
2: putting your value on like what you bring entertainment-wise and not just- existing as a a valid human.
1: Exactly. So, you know, I had multiple family members in the past few weeks reach out to me and say, hey, we haven't seen you or heard from you. Mm. Are you okay?" And you're like, actually, no, but it's not about you. Well, this is the thing. I'm like, no, but but having to think of a way to respond that a wouldn't worry them Mm -hmm. because I'm not um, I'm not going to unalive myself. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just a little bit down and I'm a little bit unmotivated and I'm isolating, you know? So I can't even respond to the text message right. because I'm like, how do I word this in a way that's giving them something, but also not worrying them, not making them feel like they need to do an actual wellness check on me, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then, so my mom's texting me. She's like, I haven't seen you or heard from you. And I I realized that in the past, when they would reach out to me like that, I would kind of brush it off and be like, oh, stop breathing down my neck, mom. Yeah, yeah, helicopter
2: parent. But
1: the thing is, she's right. She's 100% right. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to explain myself. Because then this is more energy that I'm exerting, right? So then my sister reaches out to me and she's like,
2: hey, I haven't seen or heard from you. (laughs) It's 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 like like it builds up, you know, like maybe if if there were more regular check-ins, you wouldn't feel like, where do I even start? You know, because it's like, that's how it feels. It's like, where do I even start? So
1: I responded to my sister and I was like, this is what's going on. You don't need to be worried about me. But if you feel like I've made myself scarce, Mm -hmm. this is why I just I'm having a hard time this winter. I feel particularly down and unmotivated. And there are a lot of these other stressors in my life that just are making it hard for me to um, reach out to people and hang out with people because I feel like a bump on a log. Right. Essentially. And then she was very understanding but then you know then she starts texting me more like oh well why do you think this is happening like okay I'm done oh, with the conversation yeah, yeah now. I'm like I'm done Melissa that, yeah. that took me all afternoon yeah. to grab that text message totally um and I, I don't know if anybody can relate to this but please like Slide in my DMs if you can, because I, I realize that this has been my family has been complaining about this about me. Well, my make whole sure it's life. something
2: that you want to work on for you and not to please other people. Also, you know, no, I
1: do want to work on it for me. I I feel like I am generally happier when I am around
2: people. That and was my next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: um, I I have a social battery just like anyone else, mm-hmm. but I do really um get a lot of energy and just joy being around the people that I love. But if I'm in not a great mood, I don't want to be around them because I don't want them to see me not at my best. Like, I just feel like I don't have anything to contribute. Right.
2: Um, I mean, I get like that too. I'm like, I can't hang out today. I'm in a hole, you know? Yeah. But it's like, there's, you have to find those people where you can kind of be in a hole together, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, we're doing a self-care share in a little bit. So I'm actually going to circle back to that because there was something I reached out to somebody and I was really fucking proud of myself for doing it because I needed help with something. Good. We'll circle back to that. So that's the self-isolation
2: habit. It's not a great thing. It's so relatable, though. I think after COVID, we all have not to be one of those people like we all struggle with this. Like, like, no, no, it's a specific Emily struggle. But I do think it's very relatable to the listeners, too after COVID, how we've all gone inward. And it's just easier, it's just easier to stick to yourself and to go out and show people who you are every, I mean, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. You have to figure out who, you know, who's worth the time and effort and energy. And also it's a matter of communicating your needs. Like, oh, I'm actually not. So, so that way they're not worrying. You don't have to, you don't have to ghost. You can be like, so great to hear from you. Don't have the space for a catch up today, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of
1: thing. That, and that's such a good feeling to say something like that. Mm-hmm. Like to just be honest about where you're at. is a very good feeling. Yeah, it used to piss me off so much when my parents would be like, you know, Emily, like she never asked for help. I'm like, "What? that's a good quality. That's... Like I would always be like, why are you saying it? Like it's a bad thing. Like I'm a self-sufficient person, but I do, I, now I'm starting to see what, they mean mm-hmm. when they say that because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I am just disappearing off the face of the earth. And it 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 is because I'm struggling. Like right. they're not making that up. Right. Um, so I realized I've been gaslighting them for years, essentially. This so, is a
2: nice this is a nice uh, wellness goal, Emily. Thank you. Yeah. So
1: I, I'm working on that. I'm trying to isolate less. I need routines. This is my second one. This is a thing that I struggle with because my schedule is all over the place. It changes a lot because I'm an independent contractor and I'm always working
2: on different things. Oh, my so, God. It's so hard. I've been a freelancer my whole life and up until October 2nd when I started at Betches. And,
1: and it's great. I mean, it's yeah. great to be able to do things in your own time for the most part. And, um, and I'm set a terrible your own boss, schedule. though. When you're your own boss, it's like, oh, I'll sleep till 12 because I can. Yeah. And that's the tough part is like when you're feeling tired. There's nobody breathing down your neck telling you to do something mm-hmm. except for you. And I'm just not scared of myself enough.
2: <laughs> so that's, you know, that's the issue. So do you ever, sorry, do you ever call a parent? Sometimes I call my mom and I go, mom, tell me to clean my room. No, and but she's that's like clean your room. That's really smart though. <laughs> it, wait, it works when you do this? It's well, yes. She'll be like, you need to clean your room. Just set a timer, set it for 10 minutes. Just do 10 minutes. And, and she'll be like, get up. I know you're laying down. Stand up. Like, it's it's kind of codependent. Get off your ass and work. Yeah, yeah. She's very Kim K. Um, <laughs> no. But anyway, sorry. That's a tangent. But do you ever call a parent and say, tell me what to do or tell me to clean my room? No, because I don't respect my parents. But...
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but actually, this, I'll, this I'll, call will... me Emily. <laughs> I'll call you the next time I need to clean my room. No, I actually have a... Th- Something to share, very much related to that, in the next segment. So awesome. I'll, I'll circle back okay. to that. It's the same thing that I was going to circle back to before. Great. And then another thing is, I've had my dog. I and guys, I know I I talk about my dog nonstop. I can't help it. He's the light of my life. The dog people get it. He's the light of my entire life. He's a so, good little boy. He's such a good boy, Lauren. <laughs> Oh my God, my favorite thing, side note, my favorite thing that Lauren's ever said was I showed her a picture of my dog. You don't even remember saying this. It was so fucking funny. I showed you a picture of Yahtzee and you said he looks like a guy that would ghost you. I did not. (laughs) Really? Because he's so handsome. I'm hilarious, wow. He has (laughs) cheekbones and he has green eyes. So ever since getting the dog... My routines have changed. I was in a really good um, rhythm of waking up, having breakfast, a.k.a. my favorite protein bar, and then waiting an hour and then going to the gym and then coming back and then like being productive. That's a nice routine. It was That's, a nice routine. Hashtag goals. It it really was. I felt really good doing it, particularly
2: working out in the morning. It felt really nice. I've literally never done that. I've always wondered. Well, It's got to feel amazing. Let me clarify.
1: Not it, Not early in the morning. Still, <laughs> like, I'm impressed. I'd get up, you know, have breakfast at 9, mm-hmm. and then maybe around 10 I would go. Wow. Is that early to you? Superstar I mean, over here. But I'm telling you, it feels good. Like yeah. it feels good to get your workout in because then it boosts your energy for the rest of the day. It really did feel good. Sometimes it was annoying. Sometimes but... I get out of bed and I, and I do high knees.
2: Are you being serious? Yeah. I could never do that straight out of bed. I don't jump and do high knees, but I just get my blood flowing. You know? Oh, you're like marching. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm I, I'm, I'm just like, picturing like bunny rabbit, high <laughs> knees, jumping jacks,
2: burpees. No, no, no. If you could do that right out of bed, like you'd probably feel like a million this bucks based all day. on something. I, I did it anyways, but a listener reached out and they were like, do a little bit of cardio. Oh, she was talking about before bed. I do it when I wake up too, though. I'll, Interesting. Like, I'll like jump around and shake because again I'm not a morning person yeah and
1: it, it gets the blood flow. It, it
2: helps signal to your body like you're up bitch
1: so maybe I mean that's something that I could incorporate yeah so I mean basically that routine that I had going it's all gone to shit now because ever since I got the dog the morning routine is entirely different When I get Uh, up, I need to take him out, and then I need to feed him, and then he likes a little bit of company in the morning, and then I take him to the dog park. We're already at 12 p.m.
2: Don't most people with dogs, like, work out all the time, technically, because they're taking their dog on a walk five times a day?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, it is good that he gets me out in the morning. Like, getting sunlight in the morning actually does feel really good, but Mm -hmm. it's not aerobic exercise. It's a... Yes, I do walk a fair amount, because I walk him...
2: Okay, so we both are looking for... Ways to try to be a little more aerobic.
1: Yeah, like I, I'll I'll do it in the afternoon a couple times a week, but then you have the problem where, or I have the problem where the later it gets in the day, the less motivated I feel to actually mm, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I need to get caught up on work and I don't even have the time or can't fathom taking a break to change my clothes and then go to the gym and then yeah. come back. Anyway, this is all to say the routine Needs to get locked down because I feel like if I can just figure out how to fit all these pieces together like a puzzle, yeah,
2: my day would just be so much more productive. Are you a visual person? Like an yeah, I'm pretty visual because I've been. I just ordered this journal online and it's very. It like maps out your month, your week, your day, and your wait. Yeah, I think that's it. I think those are the only things <laughs> your, that exist. Your hour, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to, and there's like habit trackers and I like, it could just be a total waste of time, but I can't wait to try it and just like be really aspirational and like write in, in advance, like my schedules and stuff, even for like watch a TV show. And so have you ever tried doing like a scheduling, like a writing down? No. You could play with it. Yeah, no, I could play with it. But you could play
1: with it. Yeah, I, I. I have heard this suggestion before and I'm always like, fuck that.
2: It, uh, no, I think it's <laughs> so fun. You get different color pins, color code. Like what's a, what's a, what's a batch work? What's a standup comedy work? What's mm-hmm. a podcast task? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could try that. Mail. Pay your, oh God, pay my taxes.
1: Mail. Oh, oh, like getting things in the mail. Sorry. I have, that's an, I've. Uh, I
2: thought you meant men. No, 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 no. And no. I was like, I don't know when not, that would come not into play. Not mails. Uh, mail. My big, scary stack of mail I need mail. to go through. Here's the mail. It never fails. It, it makes, makes me want to wag, wag my, my tail. tail. Mail. Except for it makes me want to cry is the uh, adult version. Oh, Here's the opening mail. mail. Wait. It makes me want to cry. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. Another tangent, but <laughs> opening mail. Is it not the worst thing ever? It's horrible. And I mean, I'm not even talking about if the envelope says IRS on it then it's never getting opened
2: but <laughs> <laughs> i have so much tax mail to go through it is mind boggling oh my god and then i set away-
1: uh, i set aside the important things and then the important things just stack up. And then I don't know which of the important things are truly important. Right. You know, that I, that's like a whole other thing. Maybe that needs to go on our fucking I are wellness are going to tack list. the mail
2: onto our wellness
1: oh, goals. <laughs> I can't. So, yeah. So this routines. is all to say routines. And um, this is a subset of the routines. But I kind of touched on it being productive in the
2: morning. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know th- that already works for you.
1: Yeah, and I really liked it, but yeah. I just, I don't think it's really a possibility now with Yahtzee, because all my attention is going to him, and then by the time I can even start my day, it's like 11 a.m.
2: So, and that's being generous, I you I know? have an idea. You have another idea? For you. Sh- sock it to me. Um, it's, you're not going to like it. Yeah, I don't like any of these ideas. Not, this, this is the thing. You're not going to like it. Yeah, wh- what's your idea? It's investing in yourself. Okay. By just two days a week. Have an actual. I, you're not gonna like this. Okay. Have a dog walker, pick mm-hmm. up Yahtzee, and you go to the gym. Just two, one day a week. Hire, mm-hmm. you know. And it's people with kids do it all the time. They pay for childcare. Yeah. You know, this is a way where you can. There's a there's a saying on my dad's side of the family, on the Crass side of the family. If you have a problem that can be solved with money, you don't have a problem. You have an expense. <laughs> And that is the most freeing thing. <laughs> that's,
1: wow. You know, that's a good expression, but it sounds like rich people would use that But way you more. can
2: use it for something as simple as laundry. I don't have time to do my laundry today. Do you have $40 to send out your bag and get it delivered? Then you use that, you expense it. It's not a pro. It's an expense. Right, right. You're
1: making me think I should send my laundry out too because <laughs> that's piling
2: up. No, but uh, you know what? It's advice for somebody with, you know, privilege and means and, and you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be that, you know, super wealthy to know. And the, the thing is, I, I do have privilege
1: and means. There's this place that sometimes if I know that
2: my day is looking really crazy I will go drop him off. But if that's only in an emergency, then that's training yourself to think like, oh, I only need this if I a- absolutely have to. But yeah. you know what? Your mental health and well-being, that's an absolutely have to. So why not have a dog walker come once once a week? Pick you're him up. You're blowing Pick my go- mind right Sorry, now. I-, I said you weren't going to like it. Uh, no, like you're blowing my mind, but like
1: that's <laughs> not the advice that I would expect to hear from somebody. Like I, I would expect... I expect everybody to think that I should be able to do all of these things. You don't because have to I, be a hero. Oh my God, Lauren, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think we need to move on. But if anybody has suggestions. I didn't mean to be your
2: therapist life coach for this, no, but I it just like, happened. I
1: came in with kind of heavy things. I, I did. And um, <laughs> I tried to
2: lighten it up, but I just couldn't. This is what's been plaguing I me. I love your list, Emily. You. I, okay. lo- I love to get deep If if the audience hasn't figured this out Good. about me yet
3: Go to Shopify.com slash Betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Betches.
2: Guys, we have another new segment coming up. It's It's a a self-care share. Share. Self-care share. These are little things that we've picked up that
1: just give us that extra boost during the day. Makes us feel like we're caring for ourselves. It's a a share about our self-care. It's pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> to be honest. So, Lauren, I want to know your self-care share.
2: So, my self-care share—it's—it's it's very personal. I almost feel too vulnerable to talk about it, but I love to get deep. So, let's get let's deep. Let's go deep. I. So, first of all, I'm like out of TV shows right now. Oh God, that you is know? a problem. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but what I've started to do, and I'll just say it. Okay. So, John Mayer. Um, has a station. This is the second time a bro- in, I'm a broken record. Yeah, this is I I think last
1: week you brought up John Mayer too. He's
2: gonna come up a lot, you guys. Is he your number one artist? I'm a super fan. And but here's okay. Yes. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I I feel like before you tell me your John Mayer anecdote, I feel like everybody agrees on what is the best album. Let's
2: see Continue. if we have.
1: Oh, Okay, never mind.
2: <laughs> everybody thinks Continuum's the best because that's where he plays, like, he shreds the hardest. That's my favorite one. I was going to do, like, a best best album on three. Oh, sorry. I wanted to prove myself and be like, eh, you're going to say Continuum. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that's the one everybody thinks is the best, but the actual best one is Born and Raised. I don't even know that one. That one is poetry. That's when he went away and, like, took a vow of silence and was, like, it was right after he had his his, like, bad boy phase and he went inward and he didn't make this public apology or demand anything from anybody. He just went inward and waited a really long time to make his next album. He He took a vow of silence? Oh, I think he had. I think he actually had surgery on his vocal cords. Uh, Oh, (laughs) but it's fun to call it a vow of silence. (laughs) He was also away from the public for a really long time. And then the album that came out after that period of solitude, which is also when he was in his early 30s, which is when I sort of discovered that album is called Born and Raised. And it's a beautiful album. Anyways, point being, John Mayer's music is the only music I've ever really listened to. I just listened to his albums nonstop. But he just came out with his own channel on SiriusXM called Life with John Mayer. And he plays all different kinds of music for it. He plays his favorite hits from the 80s. He plays music, like new music from now. And and he'll, he'll be so mad. He'll be like, record producers, do your job. Like this person's really good and you need to listen. Oh. He gets cranky. It's so cute. He's an advocate for the
1: indie darlings. He
2: is. He he plays new artists that he loves. And then for his own music, he'll explain um, like what he was going through when he wrote the song. So like for years, you think a certain song is about one thing, but then he goes, actually, this song is about a dream I had, <laughs> which is something oh. related to me. Like I just, I'm constantly relating to the things he's saying. And he just, sometimes he'll, So my self-care share was this weekend, actually. I did one of my many brunches, and I was very tired after the brunch, and I went home, and I I wanted to watch TV, or I was like, how can I, what do I actually want to do for fun? And I was like, you know what? I want to listen to Life with John Mayer. So I turn it on, I lay down, and the way he's talking between the songs sounds like he's hanging out with me, and then I realize he's live DJing. So he comes on from time to time and will just hang out with you. And be like, so anyways, on this gloomy Saturday afternoon, I'm like, how does he know it's a gloomy Saturday afternoon? You know, and it's, just, it's very intimate. Because <laughs> John Mayer is God. <laughs> I mean, who knows? John Mayer's watching all of us. But it's very comforting. And he's just very earnest. Like when he says, I hope you're having a great day today. Like you can tell he means it. And it is this layer of my life that I did not know was missing until I found it. Wow. And it is the most relaxing thing. Like I can't wait to have a partner someday and sit on the couch and press play on Life with John Mayer and just listen to music like it's music and not like it's background noise and then listen to John tell his stories. Like it is such an enriching experience for me and it is like my number one self-care thing is to listen to I don't even know if I'm like allowed to promote other radio things that aren't us, but that is. Well, it's serious. It's, <laughs> it's different. You know? It's totally different. And you can't find us there. Yeah, you can't find us there, and it it just it's like company. Okay, I totally get this because
1: actually uh, Bob Dylan used to have one of these. He
2: loves Bob Dylan too. Uh, John to, Mayer does. I used to hate Bob Dylan, and John Mayer convinced me to like Bob Dylan through all of his song intros. About Bob Dylan. Oh, wow, he like teaches you about music. Power of, of John Mayer's influence. You hated Bob Dylan. I thought his voice sounded like. Ooh, I mean,
1: it is very. You know. Hey, why, guys? Let's you know, hang my, out. So that 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 was such a good impression. Man, <laughs> man, <laughs> is that um, Bob Dylan or Krusty the Clown? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, no, we used to have a photo of Bob Dylan, like a print. And it was framed, and it was right outside the bathroom. And my dad used to do the voice. He'd be like, "Hey, welcome to the bathroom." <laughs> it was like a whole little bit. Um, Bob Dylan's great, and he used to have a serious show. I don't know if he still does it. Um, every show would have a theme, mm-hmm. and. It was the most random stuff, like like uh, telephone. That could be a theme. Mm -hmm. And then he would pick songs that dated back to like the 1930s. Yeah. All about telephones Mm -hmm. or like that had telephones in them.
2: Um, And it's listening to intentional music is so different than just picking an album. You know, it's curated for you. And my roommate's Gen X and I've been talking to her about this. And she's like, yeah, you're describing a radio DJ. Yes, And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really I haven't listened to the radio and I, I don't drive, you know, like, yeah, no, no, no. But this is the appeal of terrestrial radio. It's the mm-hmm. whole thing. But then on top of that, you're
1: you're also listening to somebody who you personally really respect their opinions and their music choices. My mind is expanding. Like I'm listening to music I've never listened bef- to yeah, before. that And that's cool. Do you do you find yourself like Shazamming? stuff that you
2: don't recognize? I take or screenshots down. constantly when he plays a song. Oh yeah? Yeah. Cause I'm like, That's I want to listen and I want to be able to go back and listen if there's no signal or. So is this like relaxation time? Like you yes. lie down, you don't do this while you do dishes. I stuff. don't listen to it while I work for, for okay. betches actually. Cause I get, it's, it's such a separate activity for me to listen to each song and listen to John's intros and outros. You know, it's too distracting for it to be background music. It's I lis- too powerful. It's very powerful. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so parasocial. It is a problem. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. It's and my, my happy favorite you- relaxation activity. <laughs> I- I'm happy you have a friend in
1: John. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so... No, I-, I love that for you. Listening to music can be meditation. I'm convinced of it. Because when I used to um, be really anxious and... Um, I was trying to figure out how to meditate, but I had a really hard time sitting in silence. Mm-hmm. I would put on the album by Radiohead in rainbows. And this is a tip for yeah. other people. John plays Radiohead. Of course he does. See, John and I, we align, <laughs> we align in so many ways, but, um, but yeah. And that, album, I would listen to it. And for, you know, a few songs, my mind would go somewhere else. Yes. And it was truly so relaxing that I was like, I don't know why people even do this in
2: silence. It's transcendental. It's it's, it is. And it's something that we get so numb to because there's always music playing. But if you actually sit and listen to it and even having somebody explain like just how a song was made, it's just so much more special. For sure. There was a part of my deep connection to this radio station is a couple weeks ago when I was having like my stress stuff with my hives and everything. I was listening to Channel Fourteen, Sirius XM, John Mayer, Life John Mayer, and this song came on. It was Harvest Moon. I love that song. It's a beautiful song, and I which is really the only song of his
1: that I like. I don't beautiful. like Neil Young that much,
2: but it's I, so good. That one is very soothing. So, anyways, this song comes on, and I instinctually stand up. And start slow dancing with myself. Oh. And it is so healing and it is a little break out of my day and it just brought me back down to earth. And then two weeks later, I'm listening to Life with John Mayer and he's introing a song and he goes, so for this next song, if you have a partner and you feel safe in a space, he says, this is the best song for slow dancing or maybe slow dance with yourself. And then he plays slow dancing in no. a burning room. And then he plays slow dancing in a burning room. No, he played. This is the best He played Harvest song. Moon. I just, I feel connected. You know, the st- the songs will play at just the right
1: time. And then he says, this is the best song about bodies being Wonderland.
2: <laughs> his intro for but that is actually really all sweet. All his
1: music. Um, <laughs> No, It's a good song. So, I no, I love that self-care share. And maybe I'll try it out. Although, can anybody listen to Sirius? Best $10 a month
2: I've ever spent. Okay, yeah, that that was my next it's question. It's $10 a month, and I only listen to that station. <laughs> like, I don't listen to anything really? else. Really? Yeah. So you're paying for that? I'm paying for Life with John Mayer exclusively. Okay. You know what? Whatever helps you. It's, 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 I would pay $100 for this. For this peace For the, of mind that I, I, get. I was
1: just gonna say. It seems like it's given
2: you some inner peace. You can't put a price on inner peace. You cannot. <laughs> you can try. Serious XM could run me dry. They could be like, it's a thousand dollars. And I'd be like, I'll find a way. I need it. <laughs> it's my self-care share. It's my self-care share. What's your do you, Emily? Do you have a self-care share? I do have a self-care Is it also share. Also,
1: John Mayer. It's not John Mayer, but who knows? Next week it might be. It, we'll see. Um, but. I kind of teased this but I was having an issue um keeping my house clean Mm -hmm. I'm still having this issue it's an ongoing issue and and I kind of like I relate to you in that sense where I'm a Virgo but I'm so disorganized at home and it's just that it seems like an insurmountable task it does to like keep everything clean consistently um But this also relates to me reaching out to people when I don't feel like I'm my best. So, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to hang out this weekend, and um, I the whole week I'd been telling myself like, "This weekend you're gonna clean your house." And I think we had the same weekend. Really? (laughs) I so I was like, "Listen, bitch, I'm the bitch, Emily. Yeah, yeah. Listen, bitch." You're gonna clean your apartment this weekend. You don't have any plans. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hunker down. You're gonna clean. My friend texts me and says, Hey, we haven't seen each other in so long because you dropped off the face of the earth. Um, rude. And no, because that's, that's what I do with everybody is the. Not you, rude. That's rude for her to say. She didn't really say that. It's, okay. It's just what I do with I'm everybody. Just sticking up for you. Um, thank you. But so she's like, Do you wanna hang out? And I tell her, I, I work up the nerve. Because I'm like, we're not doing the the isolation thing anymore. Mm -hmm. We're being honest with people. So I was honest with her and I said, hey, um, just so you know, I'm having a really hard time this winter and I feel like I'm falling behind in everything. um, But particularly in keeping my house clean. So I'm trying to clean my house this weekend and I I'm sorry if that's a bad excuse or whatever. Oh wow. You um, gave her a
2: lot of info. Yeah.
1: I was like, I'm I'm sorry if I, I'm like being a bad friend. This is one of my closest friends that I grew up with. Yeah, okay. Um, she responds, she's like, I will come over and either help you clean or provide moral support. And I said, Are you kidding? You would do that for me. That she said, He's yeah. a
2: good friend. Such a good friend, that's and it's the like, best way to get your room clean. Is for someone to come never sit with you.
1: And you know, I had a uh, another friend who would do this. Sometimes she moved away, unfortunately. Me too, but Jacqueline.
2: Come back. She used to just sit there, and I'd clean my room, and we'd gossip. And she left. She great. left town. Yeah, she's in D.C. now. That oh, it's <laughs> such a, no because it's so hard to find these people that yeah. will just come and sit with you while you clean. It's very intimate, and they're technically not getting anything out of it so you have to find a friend who just unconditionally loves you to the point where they will sit there and quote unquote get nothing themselves while you clean your room and you guys have share company time you know right
1: right so she offered to and um and I said you know that's so thoughtful you don't even need to help like just providing moral support for me is really helpful. She said, okay. But the thing is, she came over and she did end up helping me a lot. She did not just sit there. It was really great. She also brought me flowers. I love her. Yeah. She's the best. Erica, shout out. I love you very, very much. We love you, Erica. That Um, is a, that is a good friend. Yeah. She's a down ass bitch. She really is. And she, everything that I 'Cause I felt bad, so I kept saying, like, we'll try to make
2: it fun. And every time I would say something Mm-mm. like that, she'd be like, We don't it doesn't need to be fun. No it's fine. Some of the most like lovely, intimate hangs, and there people are talking about it online and like TikToks and stuff. It's people you can run errands with. It's people you can clean your room with. It's, you know, to use a phrase we don't love, it's like bed rotting with a friend, you know, You're right? Like, it's just it's being together in something that's not out to eat for dinner, you know? Hundred percent. It's it's 100%. lovely and, and, and intimate. So she came over, flowers in hand,
1: which also spruced up the apartment, I will say. Like, even if you don't clean your apartment at all, you have fresh flowers in there. It's like a brand new house. I love Erica. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, she helped me clean off my desk. I had this situation that was really painful that, like, there were only um, about three square feet of usable space on my desk. So, like, you could fit a computer and maybe a cup Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. She made the space so workable that like, I just, I'm trying my best to keep it up now because mm-hmm. now I'm like addicted to it being clean. I'm like, this feels so much that's better. That's a healthy addiction, a, a clear desk. Oh, if I could be addicted to cleaning, <laughs> I would love my addictions. Like why yeah. am I addicted to all the bad things? But I'm not addicted to cleaning. I And I know that people who are truly addicted to cleaning, that's a painful thing, but I envy you guys. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Like imagine you're so stressed and you come home and you
2: just want to sweep your whole house. That would be great. I know. I have a friend who I'm like, he needs to relax. He just got back from overseas. And I'm like, how do you relax? And he goes, I run until I collapse. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe take a nap instead. No, but that's another one that like. People relax in different ways.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, but that's another one that like, it, it undoubtedly is super painful. I mean, obviously exercise addiction and like feeling like that's the only way you can get stress out is painful, but to the onlooker. It's like, damn, I wish I had that addiction. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're working out. Yeah. <laughs> I I just watched Netflix for 24 hours in a row. Um, that's my addiction, but
2: your addiction seems pretty nice. I would love the Netflix addiction. I'm, again, I'm out of shows, but we'll work on that. We'll okay. work on that. I think that's a great self-care share. You said what you needed, your friend met your needs, and you got a clean desk. So yeah. Props to you. Yeah. And I just reached out you know? Yeah. I feel like the more you
1: reach out, the easier it gets. So I do.
2: I do want to say just real quick, though, like if you ever don't want to if you don't have the energy to hang out with. someone, I know this is a different situation because she's a close friend and you're just you just wanted to say what was going on. But you also don't have to tell people why you can't hang out. You can say, oh, today's not good for me. And that's all the emotional energy you need to expand.
1: Yeah. But after like the third or fourth time of doing that, it's like, I think I owed this person yeah. an explanation.
2: Just a general thing for for the listeners. Yeah. You know, like, no,
1: that is good to to know because
2: sometimes it does. It's easy to feel guilty. Like just You have to explain no. yourself, but yeah. you don't have to. It's the same thing I say to fat people. You don't have to explain your health. If you're exhausted, you don't have to explain why you're exhausted or why you can't hang out. True. And just say, today's not a good day for me.
1: You know? Yeah. Even if the only reason is you got two hours of sleep?
2: (laughs) That's a really good reason. Honestly, yeah, that's the best reason now that I think of it. (laughs) That's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate,
2: review, and subscribe to the show. And while you're at it, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Lauren Hope Crafts. And of course... We're always with you through thick and thin.
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Krass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Lauren Hope Krass. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on all socials and send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650.
0: Batches.